good morning, winner. Take a deep breath. Visualize the mountain of your success and look down at everyone who's ever doubted you. Fuck those losers. Fuck them in their stupid fucking faces. Are we gonna go to school or? What's two plus two? Isn't it crazy that it's the last day of school? Are you kidding me, Samantha? Go talk to her. She's got a really cute smile. Amy, do you know how many girls are gonna be up your vagina next year? Every time I come to visit you, you're gonna be scissoring a different girl. Dude, scissoring is not a thing. Don't knock it until you try it. Don't knock it until you tried it. Hello, and welcome to the Martini Scale, where we talk movies over martinis and provide our perspective on what is and isn't worth watching. We are three friends who all love films, so the goal with the show isn't to critique every detail, but to give you an honest perspective of what our experience was like when watching something. And perhaps, more importantly, how drunk you need to be to enjoy it. I'm Sean. I'm Natalie. And I'm Lena. And today we are discussing Booksmart, which is a 2019 American comedy film directed by Olivia Wilde. From a screenplay by the writing of Ooh, that's so fancily written. Um, by the writing team of Emily Halpern, Sarah Haskins, Susanna Fogel, and Katie Silberman. I hope I got all those names right. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, it stars Caitlin Deaver. Dever? Deaver. Deaver. Deaver, okay. Um, Beanie Feldstein. Dear God, of course. These names would be challenging when I'm already drunk. Jessica Williams, Will Forte, Lisa Kudrow. Love her so much. And Jason Sudeikis. Did I say his last name right? Yes. Okay, I'm quite proud of myself because I've never known how to pronounce his name. And I just literally looked at that and I was like, Sean, you can do this. Um, So the story follows two graduating high school girls who set out to finally break the rules and party on their last day of classes. Will Ferrell and Adam McKay act as executive producers. All right, ladies. Are we excited about this film? Yes. Yes. Okay, good, because I am too, and I'm, okay, good. I really can't wait to dive in. I know, I think you had that moment where you're like, did he like I it? I know, I wasn't sure. You never know with me. No. All right, um, I think you might have some trivia, interesting facts, but first I want to dive into this very, very specially, intricately crafted martini, I think it is, that you've made for us today. It is okay. so good. I am really excited. Uh, this it's is what good. I like to call a teacher's pet. Mm-hmm. Martini. Oh, I, I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's applesauce. <laughs> well, basically, in my Vitamix, I blended up apples mm-hmm. and made my own apple juice. You don't know what we went through before, like pre-production for this <laughs> episode, because let me tell you, I thought you were banging. I thought you were murdering someone <laughs> in your kitchen. Okay. Those apples weren't going down the way I thought they <laughs> you were could going tell. to. It was pretty obvious. My Vitamix normally does a good job. Uh, hopefully, maybe we could rusty. be sponsored by Vitamix. <laughs> it's a little rusty. Still maybe we have an old version. Still, Still looking, looking for sponsors. For sponsors. Vitamix, by the way, whatever happened to your Napa people? Oh, yeah. They never... I, who's been oh. on that email, though? I haven't checked the email. Oh, yeah. I, haven't I checked mean, I get the email. notification. Okay. Yeah. Digression. Anyway. Uh, so, anyway. So, I made my own apple juice and a little uh, vodka. Mm-hmm. A little splash of pineapple just to give it a little bit of sweet. Oh. Yeah. But not too much. I don't want to take away from the apple, apple. flavor. Like, I yes. want the apple to be the star. But apple and pineapple go really well yes, together. That's what Pineapple. Pine. Uh, okay. So, this is also a healthy drink, too, because it is. I know. We're getting our vitamins. Yeah. The vitamins from yeah. the seeds and the skin and all. Because I didn't oh. have breakfast. This is my breakfast. 
I, d- I actually made a smoothie this morning, and I've already oh. had my dose of apples for the day, but I'm happy oh. to have more because well, you know what? You, you can never have too many apples. You can never have yeah. too many apples. So yeah. I'm pretty excited about this. All right. Delicious. Um, what trivia do you have for us today? Because I feel like Natalie's going to have a fucking shit ton of trivia. It's not like a ton, but just There's a three few. Lines. Oh, well, just th- three things. Three <laughs> small things. Um, directorial debut for Olivia Wilde for a yes. feature. Bravo, Olivia Wilde. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. She's done like a music video before, a short film. So she's done a few things, and she this stars is her in first one of my feature. favorite movies of all time. Which is what? It'll be on the All the Feels list. Oh. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, that is um, interesting. I'm not normally a fan of Olivia's, but I listened to her on um, Justin Long's new podcast. Oh. And so he interviews her about Booksmart and her kind of coming up, and she worked as like an assistant at a casting office. So she really Natalie's kind of like it's my jam. <laughs> so I kind of appreciate somebody who's like worked her ass Absolutely. off to kind of get, and it's not a nepotism hire or something Bryce that's. <laughs> so it's like somebody that has like really truly worked this hard to get where she is. I'm that makes me kind of excited to support I her a little her bit since more. OC. She oh, was on the OC? That. Yeah. What? She was the lesbian. Mind blown. Yeah. Oh, we didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I did not know that. She was, Honey. We recently discovered she was in something else the other day. Oh, she was in In Time. She oh. played um, Timberlake's mom in In Time. Which oh, was, oh, that's <sighs> weird. Yeah, I think that was weird. I think they said that then, too. Well, you have to understand the intricacies of the plot. For well, that. whatever. Oh, that that movie sucks. Okay. <gasps> And uh, next bit of tidbit, if you guys did not know, I know Lena knows this, but Beanie Feldstein is Jonah Hill's sister. Jonah Feldstein? Did not know that. Yeah. Did not know that. Is that his real last name? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, And then... Beanie is so cute. I love her. Which one is she? Molly. I don't know their name. She's the The dark hair. Yeah. The dark haired one who's like the leader. Not the lesbian. Not the lesbian. That's all you got to say. That's Amy. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, so the last bit of tidbit, which I really love to support this, uh, it, they received a reframe stamp for gender parity on set, What's that? which is, I'm a part of an organization called Women in woke, Film. Because <laughs> they what? Means they're woke. So I'm a part oh, of woke. Women in Film. And so reframe is an organization that's like an offshoot of Women in Film. And they go through all the credits and, you know, who starred in it, who produced it, directed it wrote it all the crew and if there's like 50 percent gender like neutral on set equality they get this reframe stamp and so it's kind of really showing in a ridiculous way i always say it's kind of like the american humane society stamp at the end of a movie that say no animals were is that where we are (laughs) but this is is like kind of showing PETA approved yeah but this is kind of showing that it's like the it takes so much work for the producers to hire 50 percent crew for which is really fucking sad which is crazy but it's it shows they're kind of awarded this stamp to kind of show that they did have that gender you know right equal equality on set yeah. it was really really cool that's awesome so that's you know reframe has really kind of been supporting this movie and kind of pushing that so it's really really exciting cool, cool. yeah didn't know what that was well now you know I learned you learn something. something new every day Lena. Yeah. see because i'm in school i have my teacher pet martini <laughs> and we're book smarts miss <laughs> masiali <laughs> teaching me stuff Masiali. yeah all right um let's dive into what we liked 
what what worked well for you ladies and natalie i'll let you go first because i feel like you have passion fiery passion around this film i like i literally wrote can i say the entire movie is my favorite scene because i just it was so fun i really don't know the last movie i laughed this much in like consistently through the whole movie it was great um I just thought it was really hysterical. And one thing I want to say, we're going to talk about a movie in an upcoming episode for Netflix that is The Last Summer, that is a high school <laughs> movie. And I don't understand. Grandma Michelle. <laughs> I, to me, a requirement of a good high school party movie is a slow-mo dance scene, like a slow-mo dance party. Oh, Interesting. That is, every time we enter into a party and there's slow mo as people are like dancing on the dance, I am in. She loves I it. I want to go and I want to be on that dance floor. Wants to be at the party. I want to be sure at the I party really bad. Other she gets FOMO. Every single good Team high school movie. party type of movie has this. The last summer did not. Oh. No. This did. And I was like, see, this is why I love this movie. Okay. <laughs> Clueless didn't have that. I was going to say, did Clueless have that? Because that's the Clueless movie I'm had dance about. party scenes, but they weren't slow mo. I don't know. Okay. It's true. Anyways, so. As if. <laughs> uh, as if. You have to see it right. You know? So. That was my first license plate, by the way. As if. I, it's, it's hard to pinpoint one particular scene that was my favorite there were so many really funny moments i will say the moment i laughed the hardest <laughs> was when the drama director was singing the alanis morissette song oh, oh i my. was peeing my pants like yeah. that was the so kid was great funny so that maybe that could have been my favorite scene Interesting. The Lena spill. I did. Sorry. Oh my god. It's a hot fucking mess. She spilled literally. She spilled all over her keyboard. I did not spill all over. It just dripped right on the edge. You have to go to Genius Bar after this. What's going on? No, it's just on the edge. Yeah, wipe it up so the audience can hear. (laughs) I'm done. Okay. Okay. What were your favorite scenes? All of it. (laughs) Literally, everything from the opening scene to the goodbye scene, the little dance thing that they did at the beginning. Oh my god, that was so funny. I, it just established the bond between them. Like instantly I'm in it. I love these two together. I don't know who is my favorite. I love both of them. They're both funny in their own ways. I don't know. I just, I was literally in it the moment she came down the stairs and was doing the dance thing. I was like, it's so cute. I love her. Apparently they did live together for like two months before shooting. Yeah. I should That's have put adorable. that in my trivia, but That's adorable. that was something yeah, that, that I heard about. a relevant piece of trivia. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I kind of felt like... We got I've the golden a... seal or whatever the fuck, but, you know... The, <laughs> the sub... golden the seal. Let's not work the, yeah, the PETA seal. I, I have a very... No ladies were hurt on the production of No movie. lesbians were harmed in the making of this film. <laughs> I have a very strong uh, love for Superbad. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this was the girl's version of Superbad, but just in in a way. Absolutely. Right? Where that was like kind of like older guys and everything was based off them. This was like the girl version of that. And it could be even funnier. <laughs> it I mean, could I, be. I think but it's they're a very, very on par with each other. I think other. they're a very equal. Com- I love and Super I love Bad. that it's Jonah and then his sister. And I it's know. just like so great. Yeah. I think it's a very equal comparison to Super Bad. And I think anybody that enjoyed Super Bad would love this movie. Yeah. I don't care that it's 
two girls this time. I think right. still the comedy. I think there were dudes dying in the theater. So I think oh yeah, Next, there's a big dying. kind of push that is there is a lot of female filmmakers mm-hmm. behind this, female stars, but it's not a so female driven that it's guys aren't gonna right. be able to understand it's not it in your face of like we're trying to say like it's all women we're doing this but it was just yeah. that's just it was just great they it was so funny so great and i maybe i'm old but like i feel like maybe this is the like the millennial version of super bad mm-hmm. like it was it was grown up but yet not but all the girl ver- i loved every single moment of it yeah, the way it was shot, the soundtrack, the fucking soundtrack, soundtrack was yeah, great. Yeah, soundtrack was really good. Oh, so good, so good. I can't say enough about this wow, movie. I, I love it, it so much. I love your passion. Man. I love. Which is it. funny. I wasn't sure if you were gonna like. Totally I think this is love the it. first movie I've seen by myself, ever. Really? Ever? I'm so proud oh. of you. I love that. And I was like right in the middle because I bought the ticket like in advance because oh, I was like, like the one you asked me to go with you and I couldn't. Yeah, but you know it because you said you saw it already. I did see it. Yeah. And she had to see it during the week, and I was like, I just can't. Like, I'm tired. Yeah. And so I was like, I planned on, going, like, doing my Saturday and, like, mm-hmm. going in the afternoon. I had to run errands at the mall anyway. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to go. And I, like, loved it. Yeah. I, wow. I, I didn't even care that I was there by myself. I, I didn't think about it at all. But I think it's the first one I've seen by myself. Did you like going to the movies by yourself? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I love, I like that mall. So it's easy. I'm very oh, familiar yeah. with that area. Century City. City. Yeah. Oh, so like I, so I have my like path mm-hmm. and I have my parking area and it's just very all comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I like I just parking walked spot. in. I'll tell you off set because I don't want people to know about no, it. We have a secret parking spot. We have a secret oh, parking spot, yeah. Okay. Whatever it's the same. There's always parking there. Oh, and I God, love it. yeah. Yeah, ours always has parking. Okay, it might be the same, but I don't want to yeah. tell people. It's great. I don't want to tell anyone either. It's not for Mm-mm. them. Okay. <laughs> that's so interesting that this was your first movie by I yourself. I think that's really interesting. I can't remember another movie I've seen by myself. I was I'm having trying a, this th- conversation. I was trying to think, and I was like, no, I think this is the first time I've ever seen a movie by myself. I love going to the movies by myself. No, I was I just talking did. about this recently with somebody because I feel like I enjoy I I, I enjoy it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like um, I don't know, there's something about like just not knowing that someone's going to turn to me and make a comment that I can like fully immerse myself in the experience. Oh, I maybe. really, oh, really like going maybe. by myself. In fact, it's one of my favorite things to do. It is one of my favorite things to do as yeah. well, and especially I, if it's like something I'm really excited. Yeah. About. Do you know what your first movie was that you went? You've got mail. <gasps> oh my god! I do. I do remember that. That's so crazy. In fact, I have, I'll tell a little story really quick. So it was at the Irvine Spectrum. Okay. And it was one of those things where it was like I really I had already seen the movie and I wanted to see it again, and like I literally couldn't find anyone to go with me. Like nobody was interested in seeing the movie mm-hmm. either again or for the first time, and so I had that moment where I was like. It was in my, like, what, probably late teens, early 20s. And so I felt, like, really self-conscious about doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember going in, and I was like, I'm going to go in, like, after the previews so that people don't see me sitting by myself. Like, I felt really, oh. like, really self-conscious about it. And then um, I just remember, like, I really enjoyed the movie. And I was, like, so proud of myself for, like, taking that. Because that was scary for me yeah. at the time or whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and now it's funny because I, I've never looked at someone sitting in a theater by themselves and thought, oh, you don't have any friends. Like, I've never yeah, felt never that way. That, yeah. But, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, I felt that 
for me in I mean, that I moment. I feel like I felt that a little bit at first because yeah. I was like, this is weird. I'm like, I've never done this before. Totally. So I, that's why I feel like this really was because I like I had all those like emotions mm-hmm. and I was like, probably one of the first people in there, but I had to go to the bathroom. So I was like, I'm just going to go sit <laughs> through all the previews or whatever because mm-hmm. I was like, I have Because you also love run. the network previews. I do, MC. but like I was like, I'm not hungry. I didn't want to get snacks, but I was like, I'm eh, whatever. I'm just going to go sit in there and I played on my phone for like 15 minutes. Oh, we forgot to talk about this in the Rocketman episode, but like do you – so – you know that I have this like self consciousness also around God. I guess it's, this is turning into like a therapy session um, around food in pa- packaging in the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and so oh right, you had a really bad. I experience. am always thinking so like Rocket Man again, and we've already done the episode. I apologize for going back, but um, I assumed that like there was going to be some big opening number, mm-hmm. right? With, like it's musical. Like I'm sure there's. Oh, gonna here be... you go again, assuming right. So, like, I fucking, I got, like, I'm opening my ice cream, and you're, I can see you looking at me, and I'm like, don't worry, I'm going to be able to talk about this in the podcast, because it was, like, fucking, uh, it was silence in the beginning of the movie for the first, like, 10 minutes. Oh, no, minutes. I wasn't looking at you because you were opening your package, because you had the ice cream sitting on the side, uh-huh. and I didn't realize you had bought an ice cream, and I looked at you like, oh, ice cream. <laughs> I always get an ice cream. I didn't realize yeah, that totally. it was there. You weren't opening it, because you were eating your pizza. I know. Your favorite pizza. I know. Yeah. God, yeah. I thought love. it was funny that you both looked at me and you were like, she's going to be so mad about the sound we're making. Yeah. And I was like, I'm eating popcorn. As long as I'm eating popcorn, Something. I can tune out right. other sounds. Well, it's funny because when I went to go see Booksmart, um, these two guys, I was sitting between two groups of like guys mm-hmm. and like this, these uh, on the right of me, like came in pretty early and were like talking and chatting and, and it was funny listening to them on all the previews because they were like, uh, sucks, ew, no. And I was like, okay, that's really funny. And then the other uh, two guys that sat on the left side of me came in with like Chick-fil-A, like full oh on bags oh. and like French fry smell and like. Okay, that's annoying. And I was like, okay, you're having a full on meal. Yeah. I was like, also, can I have some of those waffle fries? I have brought <laughs> sauce kind of. Yes. Okay. I have brought in a Chipotle burrito. No, but that's fine. Before. But like, they came in like right, like <laughs> they were doing it like not even. Like, there was like movie time. Oh, and I'm like, do it before. Okay, so I we digressed a lot, but I will say that um for me personally, so it's interesting that you guys said super bad because for me this felt kind of like a modern day Clueless, oh. and the only reason I say that is because. I feel like every generation kind of has their like movie that like kind of defines like that time. And for me, I think that like much more than even like a super bad, I think that this movie will define its time in but a I way feel that like clueless was, was a smartly like a f- written comedy by yes, a female, but it was fantasy, like the rich version of everything, like the fun whimsically sure, but it high was, school but it was representative version. of the times and so i guess that's the only that's I like mean, the I main guess. consistency for me so like for example there were there are elements in clueless so like the gay boyfriend or whatever but like in this one like christian the, the characters were allowed to be gay mm-hmm. and so i just feel that like that's more indicative of like 1995 or 6 whenever clueless came out like that wasn't like as socially acceptable right. to have those characters but now it is right and so and you've got, like, the smart dynamic written around it and, like, the empowered female character. So, like, there's there's parallels to me. I'm not saying that it's set in Beverly Hills or whatever. Right. No, it's set yeah. in, like, it's still set on the west side. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just something really interesting about how timely this movie felt I felt like me. it was very honest. It was honest for now. Yeah. And as I, I felt that way about Clueless at that time, too. I didn't. Oh, interesting. I thought it was more like a dream. Like, fan- uh, not fantasy, but Clueless was, like, a dream, like, 
It didn't feel very, and I think because we weren't at that level of economic status. Uh, Yes. Well, true. To us, it felt like this dream life that we're not living. Whereas, like, to me. Yeah, because I wasn't living in Los Angeles. So, yeah. Oh, Beverly Hills. Like, woo. Yeah. Which, like, there were the rich kids, Mm -hmm. but, like, Beanie's character lived in an apartment. So, like, it did feel a little bit more grounded in reality. and right. Not so high class, you know, where everybody in the movie is kind of living this so really I large saw the life. Any character is kind of like the Christian character in Clueless because mm. he was this like eccentric, rich kid that was like I don't know. I, I saw parallels. Is mm-hmm. all I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that it was like you know scene for scene a, a remake of Clueless. No, by but any that's means. why I feel like the super bad is. a a better comparison for me because it was these two kids and it wasn't about being rich and it wasn't about you know they were just like they were best friends Mm -hmm. two guys grew up together best friends inseparable same with these girls grew up together inseparable like it was just on the same level but just a different version of funny yeah Different level of funny. Well, I think it's it's the difference between what boys want and what girls want. True. And I think it to paint it with such a generic brush of mm-hmm. like, you know, boys and girls. But like the guys wanted to go to the parties. They wanted to get laid. They wanted to drink. And then, you know, the girls had been spending so much time studying that th- they kind of forgot about doing all of that stuff and didn't find it to be important. And then it was kind of like, now what are they trying to get? What are they trying to achieve here? And it wasn't so crude in the sense of like they're trying to get laid. But I think it's just like finally flirt with the guy or girl that they've been talking to and or liking at school. And Well, the realization she had in the bathroom Mm -hmm. when they're talking about her and she comes out and she's like, I'm going to yell too. And yeah. the guy's like, oh, I have a scholarship to Stanford. And the other guy's like, oh, I'm I'm at Google next year making mm-hmm. six figures. Like, yeah, that was a good scene. And then she was like, what? The yeah. fuck? Like, oh my God, I've screwed all of this up. Yeah. And like, I see that. I see how like you make a choice and then you, you're young, you don't realize. And then you're like, oh crap, I want to like do experience something else. Yeah. I really think that like, so... I always wonder when I watch movies like this, like I did not have the most pleasant school experience, like especially high school. Like for me, high school was literally a means to an end. I'm like, I just got to get out of this so I can move on with my life. And I always think when I watch these movies about kids in high school, like it's always such an interesting thing to watch like these stories from different perspectives because my high school experience was not to these things. Like I had a couple close friends. I wasn't a partier. I wasn't even like I wasn't aspiring to get into some amazing college. I was just kind of like going along with my life in high school. And so to watch these like dynamic stories of high school kids are always really like compelling to me because I'm like this, it's, I don't know. It was like a really exaggerated version of high school to me because I've never looked back on my high school in any way that's been represented on film. I loved high school. Mm-hmm. Did you? I, could see I that. went uh, freshman and sophomore year in Michigan and moved to virginia oh damn junior and senior oh my god so it was very drastically different my earlier freshman sophomore was very like meek i would say just like whatever and when i got to that's cool that you got a reset virginia it was a reset and i like i lost but i was nominated for life of the party like it was a, a complete change in me yeah 
I feel like I grew up in. That's why I always say I grew up in Virginia because I feel like I grew up there. That's really cool. I feel I, like it, earlier I was like just kind of like not. I didn't know what I was doing. I went to grade school, junior high, and high school with like all the same kids. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I was see, very I mean, introverted growing states. up, yeah. and so like I always had that surrounding me of like mm-hmm. I was not like the outgoing person that I ultimately yeah. became. I, so, it made me become outgoing. Yeah. I wasn't. I would say college did that for me. Like later, mm-hmm. after I got through like the high school bullshit, because yeah. high school felt but really I moved political. So much, and, like, so. I had to adapt. This really is becoming a therapy session. It today. is okay. I had to adapt. I didn't grow up in, grow up in the same place. Having said all that, I definitely felt my age watching this movie. Um, it was really interesting because I think that like I, I we've talked about this many times on the podcast, but like I always feel younger than I actually am mm-hmm. until I'm exposed to material that reminds me that I am not. Mm-hmm. And like oh. this was definitely that for me. Um, I was like, oh, wow. I like, take this it in not... a positive way, though. Like, I get very excited for younger people to exp- when they get to experience that. I'm like, oh, thank God they're, like, experiencing that. And I'm, I'm excited that they're experiencing things that, like, I never got to in high school, right. right? So, like, the things that, like, there's so many more things now that are just, like, different, different. than they were that yeah. back then. And so, and I don't feel like I'm that old. Like, that's the thing, weird thing for cell me. Phones. I don't feel like I'm 60. I just feel like right. it was... It was far enough ago that, like, things have changed enough to where I'm but like, so oh, But wow. so much has changed in just the short amount of time Absolutely. we've been out of high school. Totally. Totally. I'll say, like, the one thing I – I had a great experience in high school, and I think what is depicted a lot in film is that there's, like, all these different cliques, and then there's bullies, and, like, they're picking on these people. And I really – unless I was completely blind and ignorant to all of this, it seemed like mostly everybody kind of got along in my school. It wasn't a big – interesting like clash of different groups and people fighting and not getting along. It just really seemed like everybody was kind of going about their business. People were who they were, mostly unapologetically. They were given a space to be different. Where did you go to high school? In Costa Mesa. Costa Mesa High School. Oh, Costa Mesa. I was Esperanza. Yeah. And And it was very athletically geared. And I was like the scrawny drama kid. So it was like No, it wasn't. And see, we weren't that great at sports. We weren't that great at anything in particular. So everybody kind of was, I think, allowed to kind of do what they wanted to do. And like there were goth kids. There were drama kids. And nobody really like shat all over yeah i think there were clicks that i remember in high school but but they all kind of just either let everyone be but it wasn't like you picked on the drama kids or you picked on the goth kids they were just like that's just how they are and that's their group yeah it wasn't even like mean girls separated like it was kind of like yeah you sit with your friends but it wasn't like oh the goth kids sit over here and the art kids sit over there and and other groups are being mean to those groups it wasn't like that at all i don't think it was like that so to me not quite to this extent, but I felt like how different and original all of these characters were in this movie. All, all the students were so different. Together. And it was like everybody was allowed Loving to be yeah. their own style totally. and their own yeah. person, which was and so... I loved watching that. I loved that. I, the representation of yes. personalities and styles was amazing. And I felt like maybe there's parts of the country that this will be a Need new thing for this. them yeah. to see. Mm-hmm. Totally. And like that... Yeah, a lesbian in high school that came out a couple of years before, that's a completely acceptable, fine thing. It just, yeah. to me, it was like really great to kind of see yeah. all of that. Totally agree. I would say that the casting and the chemistry among the actors was like perfection. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can't think of anyone I would have cast differently in this, knowing nope. like given everybody yeah. was great. And I just I, felt like it was such a good, like, group of young people. And can mm-hmm. I just say, that, like, I know you guys love friends. 
but I, and I've never Don't been like but. a friends person. Well, no, but like I I I wish that Lisa Kudrow would still be in more things. Like I love Lisa Kudrow oh, so yeah. she brings so much like color to any scene that she's in. Or is she just Lisa Kudrow? But who cares? Like she's funny, and so to me, like when she's in a scene, like I I just I don't know. She's always funny to me. I just. Like she could just stand her. there and I could just laugh hysterically. I think to me, so one of my notes was that I think Allison Jones, who did the casting, she's done casting on like, she's huge in that SNL family and all their comedy oh, okay. offshoots and Will Ferrell, Adam McKay, all of these projects she's had her hands in. And I think she, the fact that I've never seen most of these kids before in my life, totally. and every single character was so authentic and genuine to what they were portraying and well, I was, was racking so my fantastic. brain about Caitlin Deaver. I was like, where the mm-hmm. fuck did I see her? I feel like I know her. I feel like I love her. And I was like, the only thing is Beautiful Boy. And I'm like, what the fuck? How do I not remember her from Beautiful Boy? What, what was she in Beautiful Boy? I don't know. She I play cannot his girlfriend? remember. I think it was the girlfriend. He met this girl when he was in San Francisco at like the end of the yes. film. Maybe that's who it was. No, I think that she might have had, she was the one that died maybe. Oh, I don't remember. I that. don't remember, but that's the, when I looked at the credits. I was like, "Where did I see her from?" Huh? Hmm. I just couldn't, and I was like, I tried to look up pictures of from Beautiful Boy. I'm like, I'm not going to go back and watch that movie. God Seriously, damn it. nothing no. could make me. Watch I'm like, that. I, I love you, Caitlin, but like, I'm not going to watch this movie. Again. Totally. But like, I was like, it has to be Beautiful Boy. It's the only new thing. She hasn't been in a lot of stuff. Hmm. Hmm. So I don't know. Is there anything that didn't work well for you guys in this film? No. Well, I, one thing I have not mentioned oh. as I'm eating an apple <laughs> that I didn't realize he was in this movie and he is somebody that I admire a great deal in Harrison an uncomfortable Ford. way because he's so young. Movie? Sky- oh, Skylar. Skylar Grisando. Grisando. I love him. I don't know who that is. Oh my God. So he played Jesus. Jared, who was like the rich kid that was trying to like? He drove the the Firebird. Oh god, that kid was paint. so fucking annoying. Oh, oh my god, god I, I love him, him so much. Potentially the one that was like. I literally was gonna pick. say to you, uh, I didn't want to spoil everything because I saw it yesterday, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, when he's wearing with the flannel around his like tied around. Oh my god, and, like, he looked great. I love him. It is uncomfortable how much so you're like physically him. attracted to him oh yes that's There's so something, gross. No, it's not. I'm not physically attracted to him. I am. I. I feel like I'm always trying to figure school, out, like, what is Natalie's type? And I feel like I'm always, like, well, it's very clear. kind of reddish hair. It's freckles, really clear if you just pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think he's got he's great so swag. He's so funny. funny. I think he's a great actor. I'm very attracted to him, like, as a whole. I don't think I'm attracted to him as in, like, oh, I want to have sex with this guy. Because that's gross because I'm older, but like... You need to stop that because it's... You need to get over to your age because it doesn't matter. You can still be attracted no, to know, people to, no, despite know, an age difference. But it's... I'm not attracted to him sexually. So why, though? If Natalie's attracted to him sexually, he's... No, I'm just not. Okay. I'm attracted to I him. Am. I think he is 100%. very... Well, I, I have someone I'm sexually attracted to. I'm going to talk about it oh, in this movie. Oh, my God. It's the lesbian. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, Hope. I was very attracted to Hope. I was, I was attracted oh. to the hot lesbian. Hope. Is that Hope? Yes. Oh, who is that actress? She is nobody. Oh, I looked gorgeous. her up too because I was like, I feel like I know she's her, she's and gorgeous. she's beautiful. Yeah. Can we talk about Skylar a little bit? Because I oh, feel yes. like your Sean, the fact that you did not but, like him you bothers me because I love him so much, and I, I don't want you like to not like National him. National Lampoon okay. Family Vacation. Is it no? Just I vacation. think just Vacation, the new one with Ed Helms, Christina okay. Applegate. Didn't see. He's it. also in Santa Clarita Santa Diet. Santa Clarita Diet. He is. 
Uh, he's in that. the new hot American Summer. There's something about seeing oh, Drew yeah, Barrymore so as a cannibal that I just can't go there. It's like I love cannibal. Drew. Really she's funny. Like, the show's hysterical. She's not a cannibal. She's, Doesn't she eat people? Because she's a undead vampire. Okay, person. but that's cannibalism. Like that's weird. I just I don't know. I'm sure okay. the show's great. I just, you don't like vampires? No, we can talk okay. about it on our Netflix and chill episode. Okay, so <laughs> it's a great back show. to Skyler. So <laughs> yeah. to me, yes, his character was so over the top mm-hmm. and ridiculous Mm -hmm. which i can see why people maybe didn't like him and i think that that was yeah and i think that that's intentional because that is who his character is and when Mm -hmm. he sat down at the fireplace and was talking to beanie's character that's where there's not a lot of actors that can kind of do that and pull that off and then be able to just come and be ground and be like look, I just want people to like me and get to know me and i want to be the person i want to be that moment is He's such a good actor. Like, I love him okay. so much. I will give you this. Yeah. That scene definitely had an impact. Yes. Right? So everything, all the annoyance of his character prior to that mm-hmm. paid off in that because moment. Because it's a show. He's putting on a show. It's yeah. high school. And I get like, that. I just, I don't, I don't personally find the actor attractive. And that, that shouldn't matter so in anything. He's so adorable. But I just, I, I found him annoying in a way that was like, when I look at that on screen, I'm like, I would never want to be in a room with you. Like, you oh. are not my people. I would not want to hang out with I you. I want him to be my best friend. Oh, interesting. I love if, him. I don't. I yeah, I, not the character that's being this over-the-top obnoxious person yeah. trying to buy people with money. Of course. Nobody wants to be in the room with him. That boat was empty. That's the whole point of the character. <laughs> that was the point, yeah. That's the whole point. Touche. Yeah. No, when it's it. like when you get, get down it. to the nitty-gritty of who he is, right. like... Had he just kind of been the I'm person? I'm gonna take it back who... old school to can hardly wait and Seth Green's character. Exactly, that is oh, exactly that is what who it he is. was. That's exactly he who he was. Put on this whole thing, put on this whole gangster front, and he was just a softy nerd on the inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give you that. Good take job, it back, Lena. Lena. Take it back. I am That's exactly not, who that character was. I'm not mm-hmm. disputing. Like I'm not. I said a moment ago that he was maybe the only one that had to pick someone that was miscast. I take that back because I don't think he was miscast. He was probably perfectly cast for this Perfect. role. Thank you. He is. He did, I, I accept your apology. He did his job. He did his job. <laughs> now I'm just I don't find him interesting, attractive. I didn't okay. like the story. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna revisit this. Go back Mason to vacation. Gooding, on the other hand, who I don't know, he was the kind of like the jockey dick guy that Nick? was like Nick. The main I, guy, which is funny. That's my type. Oh, That's interesting. When, when with we, the fake blonde curly hair. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Like, so when they first showed him, because he didn't talk for a while. No. He didn't have dialogue for a while. I was like, this is an interesting choice. I don't find him conventionally attractive. Active. Totally. And then as soon as he started talking, I was like, oh, I get it. Good job when with they, the casting because again. Because they had, when, they had so chemistry good. playing that beer yes. bong. Like yes. there was something so that real scene there. For me, though, yes. like, that's what, like I have a note in a future episode that we're doing about like, there's certain moments in a movie where you can like see why the person's falling in love with this person. Exactly. Right? That, is, that is that moment. Yep. And I have another one in How he made her feel in that moment, yep. I was feeling exactly. as an audience exactly. member. Exactly. I was yep. falling in love with him. I was like, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. I was like, get it. It's happening. Totally. Totally. Do it. Totally. I did not like how he ended up with that Ryan kid. No. I didn't. I didn't necessarily like her. I think she probably would have been my least favorite. Yeah. So, um, okay. Michael but, Patrick King. I know this is going to be a weird digression, but I have a point. Sex and the City. Who wrote okay. Sex and the City and yes. directed like most of the like three-fourths of the series. Has this really interesting theory about what makes a story interesting and most compelling to the audience. And it's when he, he literally uses this term like cream puffed. And so his thing is that like when you're 
It sounds like a sexual term. Yeah, totally. I was. Oof. Well, sex in the yeah. city. We did no. a little okay, cream puffing last Both night. Both of you were like winking <laughs> did you, did and eye cream puff last night, Natalie. Well, I know. Like nothing oh, happened. Last I know you're, I'm you're into that. <laughs> oh no, no, no. But like, no, so no. his whole thing is that like when you um when you're rooting for a character and you finally see that they're going to get what they want, there's an, and he did this all the time in Sex and the City, especially with Charlotte. He talked about this, but like when you see them get like cream puffed in their face like pie in their face or whatever it's like cream puffed I don't know why he used that expression it made sense at the time but like in the context but there is something really interesting about that like you see like your character that you love and you were like so immersed in this moment and they're about to get what they want and then suddenly no well because it's that's not what it's about about and that's not what and that's not going to be the thing that actually makes you happy you totally. should pay attention you think that this is what you want charlotte thought that that's what she wanted all totally. along and then right. it's like no it's like that's you need to understand the meaning of life a little bit more totally. mm-hmm. through sex in the city all yeah. the life answers are in that show people exactly you right <laughs> all right um other things that we haven't really talked about what didn't work well um everything worked well i honestly think it was perfection for me i I don't know if it's because I was by myself. I don't know what it was, but the way it was shot, the music, the actors, everything fell into place. And I am in love. I'm in love with it. I cannot stop talking about it. I felt that some of the scenes, and I'm thinking particularly of like the argument at the end, felt a a little like heightened and exaggerated for me. Like there were certain moments of the girls' relationship in particular Mm -hmm. that I was just like, and I loved it. I'm not, I'm not knocking any of the writing or any of the performances i just it felt like it was like a bit over the top for me it went a little long yeah but i do feel like it was real because it was like that something was happening to both of them yeah so what i thought is again to talk about that fight scene Mm -hmm. i know formulas work for a reason in movies and i just would have preferred to have seen something different in original rather than it's like okay and we're getting ready for their big fight and then they're gonna fight about you know yeah and then separate at the party like i understand that that gives them room to kind of be individuals and figure out what they want on their own and that's partially what's needed i just i was hoping for a slightly more original reason rather than it being like guys and girls that like I don't know. I that were kind of driving them apart. I just felt like it was normal. I don't feel like it was the fight at the party though. It just felt like it was like so much. Like well, I, I think because it went a little long for me. Yeah. Like they just kept going, and then it was like you just hear a song, right? And then they're, yeah. you don't hear what they're saying to each other, and yeah. like you just see everyone filming them. Oh, also spoiler alert. I don't know if I've said that. It doesn't matter. Um, but I don't feel. I feel like it was real and normal because Amy was trying to protect Molly but mm-hmm. she didn't say why and Molly was just like doing her thing like no 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 no, you need to go and like trying to be positive for Amy like no go push yourself and be you know do something different and I don't think she realized what was happening until she later on saw Nick and well, Ryan. Well, that was the whole point of that, Well, right? yeah, but I feel like if she would have just said, I saw them, blah, 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 like maybe it would have been a different fight. Maybe it yeah. would have been some, a different conversation, but well, it would have been a different ending, it. I think, too. Like well, that, yeah. yeah. You needed it, all that Well, it could have ended the fight a lot sooner, too. Yeah, true. I also have a note that I think um, the scene at the, the, spoiler alert for sure, but like the scene at the very end in the, at the airport, I was so content with it just ending. Yeah. And then with her walking away, I didn't need her to come back. Like, I loved the fact that it was just going to end right there. And I was like, that's life. Like, I fucking love that. But I did love the fact that she was like, 
fuck yeah, I want pancakes. <laughs> like I, it just, I didn't. It need made that. me like laugh again because yeah. I was like, she's just, they're just so cute together. But I, I was thinking about too many other yeah. things in that moment of like, where oh. did your bags go? Did you put them back in the car? Did you oh. leave them out? Oh Jesus! <laughs> of course you are. No, but I, I, I did want it to just be. And also, you have a flight to catch. I don't understand how you guys have. Why did you get dropped off the airport if you still have time to go get pancakes? pancakes why didn't you yeah. guys do this to that begin? That was weird to me. That's yeah. why I did also agree that it should have mm-hmm. just ended. But I did love when she was like, fuck yeah. I want pa-. That's the only thing. It, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. But What else did I just see with a really abrupt ending? And it's driving me crazy trying to think about this. It was a recent movie. Netflix? I feel like I saw it in theaters. Oh. Maybe it was something on Netflix. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There's an abrupt ending. I don't know. Do we want to talk about who stood out? Mason Gooding. Mm, okay. Yeah. I want to see more of him. Like I want I to see like do. where his guy. I, I definitely want to do. see where his career goes. <laughs> um, and both of them. I wonder leads. where it's gonna go. I, I hope. I don't know. Somewhere, Caitlin, somewhere Bernie. Yeah. Um, Beanie. Sorry, Beanie. Bernie um, Sanders. Bernie. Uh, Beanie. Skyler. Mm-hmm. I think he's going. He's doing everything. He's in so many things. Um, the hot girl. I looked up her name. Something Silvers. Diane, I think Silvers. Oh, I know. Weird. I'm um, also really looking forward to more Olivia Wilde direction. Yeah, well, she did I a great job. Didn't, I didn't say this, but I. Okay, I don't like her husband. Who's her husband? Jason Sudeikis. Oh, I, don't I always get oh. Jason and Jason Sudeikis and John Krasinski. I used to get them a little bit confused because oh, I didn't like either of them. And they're very similar looking. No. no. John Krasinski is like um, exponentially more attractive, more funny. Not true. Not true. Jason oh, Sudeikis interesting. is hotter. No. Although his teeth bothered me a lot in this movie. But I like the fact. Oops, sorry. I like the fact that she didn't put herself in the movie. Yeah. I appreciate We've that. We've talked about. Like your first directorial, or even just anytime you're directing, like a Hitchcock, and you put yourself in the movie and you direct yourself. Brie Larson in the Unicorn Store. God, as an example, Ben Affleck. I love you, BA, but like you know, I love that she didn't do that. She made it about the movie and Mm -hmm. about the story, and it was shot beautifully. I, I. Not beautiful as a word. It was definitely gritty. No, I liked like especially at the end when she dropped her off and she's crying and the the way the sun was coming Mm -hmm. into the car, it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to explain it. I don't know cinematography and blah 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 those words, but like it was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Okay, I liked it. Cool, Natalie. So who stood out? Obviously, I will be keeping my eyes on Skylar. I bet you will exclusively. And keeping Dirty something else girl. on him too. Exclusively, I think exclusively. she has a panda version of Skylar. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, I'm ready to cast him in my next project. Guys, it's literally applesauce at the bottom of this martini. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it really is. I I do have thoughts about how I want to be a successful producer in this industry, and cast Skylar in a movie ten years from now, and then we get together. Oh, you know what, Natalie? I There's want that for you. There's a lot of truth happening. I want that for you. Here's what I, I want. Too him. many martinis. Here's I what I want for so all of much. us. I want you to end up with Skylar. I want to end up with Mason, and you can have the lesbian. Hope. Oh my oh. God, I love her. And then we could just we could do like a reunion episode, ten years from now. <laughs> Be like, remember when we did a podcast and all you guys were in like a really teenage movie, and we predicted the future. <laughs> 
All right, Natalie, tell us what the Martini Scale is before we dive into our scores. A Martini Scale is a reverse star system in how we rate our movies and how many martinis we need to drink to get through the movie. And how many martinis would you need to watch this one again? Uh, only one martini. I fucking loved it. I think this was great. There wasn't a lot or practically anything that I would change. I think everything was executed phenomenally, and the story was great. Yes. Lena? One. It wow. was perfection. I don't think you guys I think agree this is the movies, best movie I've seen all year. Ooh. Oh, damn. It's not for, for the, It's only June. Yeah. But like, as of now. We've seen a lot best, of movies this year. Best movie. I, I literally want to watch it again and again yeah, and again. I mean, so this was, you thought this is better than Unicorn Store? <laughs> <laughs> Lena. What the fuck? fuck is Unicorn Store compared to okay. this? I feel like this is, we should vow, make a pact right now that we're never going to talk about that film again on this show. Mm, okay sean i know i brought it up sorry <laughs> um i'm gonna give this one a two not because it wasn't amazing it wasn't an Rude. amazing film wow I just, because the one for me you you love you found a new love in your life and you can't even give it a one yeah for mason man i know but it's not gonna work out i just know oh. he's got a girlfriend and it's just it's not it's not gonna work out so i'm not i'm not including that in my score having said that i loved the movie I, I would watch it again, absolutely. I'd mm-hmm. even go see it again in the theater. I just... I can't believe two. For me, a one is like a... You know where the bar is for me on a one, right? This and is a one. Yeah. I, I disagree. Oof. For I disagree. first time... We're director, not allowed to disagree. We are not on this one. <laughs> not on this one. As always, we want to thank you for listening. For more information, please be sure to visit themartiniscale.com, where you can find links for all of our social channels in addition to show notes and more. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcast and rate and review us. It helps others discover the show. We'll see you next time. Cheers! Bye! Just wanna freak you I heard you a freak too What's two plus two?